Well, hello, and thank you for joining us for another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission. Today's audio comes from our Mission Live broadcast, which you can watch on YouTube or on Facebook live every Monday from 9 to 10. Um, or you can just continue to listen and check out the audio that we've stripped off just for you here on the Mission Podcast. All right, so we invite you to listen. Good morning and welcome to Mission Live. Thank you for joining us for another another broadcast. And uh, boy, you're in for a good treat today. Today, uh, we have got a whole host of things to talk about. But today, really, our, our main focus is going to be What's the whole deal with those thrift stores? And we're going to be talking about them and what they do today. We will have a talk of the town. We'll be talking about some things in the news. Uh, we will be talking about what else we got going on here. We have got uh, some thrift store ambush videos. We went in and and uh, and did some uh, un unprepped, unpropped kind of uh, video for just going in and bum-rushing the thrift stores and talking to them about what's going on in each one of them bum-rushing. Can I say that and work for a gospel rescue mission? Something about that doesn't seem right. Uh, Anyways, um, we will be, then we're going to have an interview with our thrift store managers, uh, Connie and Glenn, who are in the studio with us this morning. And um, and then uh, what else do we got? We'll be interviewing a quick, you know, 60-second interview or so with Barbara, one of our volunteers, now staff members. Uh, we have on our ministry spotlight, we'll have Lieutenant Joe from the uh, Salvation Army. And uh, today we're going to be, we're going to also be introing a new feature for us that is... Um, the mission rule of the week. And uh, I know you've all heard about how mean the rules are, how bad and cruel and and unusual the the rules are for the Gospel Rescue Mission. Well, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and read through them. Um, We'll do one every broadcast, and we're going to talk about it and see if it makes sense to you um, and find out exactly how cruel are we with those rules. Um, And then last, uh, we're going to do, before our final thoughts will be just our book review, which uh, our book review this week is More God, Less Crime by Byron Johnson. All that said is coming up um, in this hour's broadcast. Um, you'll see I am also my handy dandy uh, Mission Live mug here that all guests on the show will get. And right on the back, it says this, homelessness is not meant to be comfortable. It's meant to be left behind. If you don't recognize that as true, well, by golly, we got some work to do here. Okay, next is Talk of the Town coming to us from coming to us from the Seattle Times. And uh, today I'm gonna read it from straight from my printout here that uh, my handy dandy backstage uh, tech guru Greg got for me here. Um, this comes out of the Seattle Times. Homelessness, homeless make up 70% of Portland pedestrian deaths. Now, this has been in the news um, on a bunch of our local channels as well. Here's what it says. A Portland Bureau of Transportation study found that 70% of pedestrians hit and killed by cars last year were homeless, according to a news report. Of the 27 people hit and killed last last year, 
19 were homeless. Oregon Public Broadcast reporting on Thursday, this is Thursday of last week, the number of homeless people killed in such crashes in previous years was zero to just a few, said the Bureau spokesperson Dylan Rivera. Uh, Rivera said that it's not clear exactly what led to the big jump this year, but homeless encampments are increasingly located along freeways and major thoroughfares. Um, If you are in Oregon, in fact, if you are anywhere in the U.S. right now, you understand exactly what we're talking about, but especially if you're along the I-5 corridor, anywhere from L.A. to Portland. So... um, Anyways, Rivera says uh, he is nonetheless believes there is reason for hope that the city's campaign was working. No bicyclist died uh, in traffic crashes in Portland in 2021 compared to the average 2.6 traffic deaths in the past five years. And the street redesign project uh, on one busy street with a high number of crashes led to an 80% decline in speeding drivers, he told the station. Here's the thing. Um, Look, if you are somebody who is in favor of making homeless camping outside and in, especially in the urban areas, if you, if you are somebody who's supporting that and, and backing that up, uh, if you're one of those groups that's giving out tents and sleeping bags so that they can do these things, shame on you, okay? These deaths are, you share in a part of that. Um, you're, you are arguing for their ability to sleep outside and sleep in, in places where they're most likely to get up in the middle of the night, they get up at any point in time of the day, they get out, they get used to hearing the traffic going all the time, and they unzip their tent and they walk across the street and pow, there they are. Um, this is not good, and we shouldn't be okay with this. It is not safe to camp in you know anywhere urban you know this is camping is meant to be in campgrounds that are meant to be where places and people go uh, outside into the forest into the country uh, to go and enjoy a campground um, and this is not a place to do that inside the city limits so I would say that uh, you know what as long as you're going to argue for that you're going to continue to see the increase in deaths and this is just seventy percent of Portland deaths, uh, pedestrian deaths, were homeless people. Man, what are you fighting for? Why are you doing that? It, it, is, it is such a, a tragedy, and it needs to stop. Guys, we have got to do something better. Man was created for something better than to live homelessly. They are created to flourish. They can do it, and we see it happen here all the time at the Gospel Rescue Mission, and at Gospel Rescue Missions all up and down the West Coast. So, um, you know, you really need to take advantage of the resources that the Christian community has provided for you at no cost to you in your communities. Take advantage of that, and let's change the narrative. What do we say? We just get them off the streets and move them into shelters like Gospel Rescue Missions. Now, the funny thing is, is that What's happened is the mayor has actually, has actually, the mayor of Portland, I guess, has actually made certain areas now illegal for them to camp along. Now, I want you to follow along with this for a second. What that, what that means is that they're able to create laws 
and legally enforce them to not camp in certain areas. Hmm. There's an idea. How about we just make urban camping illegal? Why don't we just stop that? It used to be considered, everybody seemed, it seemed obvious. And now we've found that it's, well, it's not so obvious, I guess, to everybody. And so, again, uh, the mayor, good job. Get them off the streets, get them away from the freeways, get them away from those areas, and get them into the shelters that are being provided at no cost to the taxpayer. At no cost to the taxpayer. How do they do that? Gospel Rescue Missions. Gospel Rescue Missions all up and down the West Coast are there for you. They're there. They've got room. We're all saying the same thing. Hey, man, our our resident populations are down and yet we're seeing more and more people out on the streets. Why are we seeing more and more people out on the streets? Because somebody is taking your tax dollars and mine and, and buying tents and buying sleeping bags and buying these things and giving them to them for free and getting them to say, it's okay, you go out. We're going to fight for your ability to go out and sleep in our city parks and along our freeways, right off our freeway exits, right where the worst of traffic is and everything. And, well, those kinds of things have consequences. We can't keep doing this this way. All right. Hey, let's shift gears and let's turn to something really positive. We need something positive to change the day, huh? So what I want to talk about next is thrift stores. Why do we have them? Where are they? What are they? Let's check it out. Here's an ambush video that we just did just this last week for our Booth Street thrift store. So today, we're going to go check out the Booth Street thrift store. I'm going to show you just how close it is to my own office, and uh, we're going to go check it out right now, okay? Mission Live! Mission Live! <laughs> this is the pre-recorded Mission Live, live recorded version or something. Ah, here we go. Bad boys, bad boys. Where you gonna shop? We're gonna shop at the Booth Street thrift store. Let's check it out. And we're just walking down to the Booth Street thrift store on the corner of Booth and Foundry Street. Doing the... <laughs> So this is ridiculous. You've got to be able to be ridiculous among friends. The Booth Street Thrift Store, Gospel Rescue Mission. We do job training here. We do work readiness here. And we sell a lot of really great clothes here at the Booth Street Thrift Store. Let's go, see, let's go inside and take a look. Maybe we'll see Connie. Connie's here. Hi, we're looking at all the product here. What do you got right here? I have men's shirts, I have men's pants. Men's shirts, men's pants. You know what? I happen to know men that wear shirts and pants most of the time at the same time, which is really nice. This is our men's section, which is right behind our children's play area. So if you're a mom and you want to come shop, but you don't want the kid going, going, hey mom, hey mom, hey mom, hey mom, hey mom, hey mom, all the time, then you can go, hey, how about you come in here and play with some toys? We've got a bunch of toys. If you really like one, buy it, take it home. Here's the cool thing about this, about this store and our thrift stores in general. When you buy from 
the Gospel Rest Commission thrift stores, whether it's through the Booth Street thrift store or the Second Chance thrift store, here's what happens. All your proceeds go to help support the gospel, the work of the Gospel Rescue Mission in helping people leave homelessness behind. What if you have a donation? <laughs> it seems to me that I heard somebody ask in our audience, uh, what if I have a donation? You come on in and you'll drive up right across this good old fashioned uh, gas station dinger. If there's things that we can't take, we have them right here listed. What kinds of things can't we take? If you got any household goods that are in good working order, we can take it. Um, if you've got stuff that needs to go to the dump, that's what the dump's for. This is a great, great store and a great, a great means of getting people from homelessness to independence, all happening right here at Booth Street Fist Store with the, the great guidance of Connie Quigley. If you want a great deal on some great clothing, you need to come down and see Connie at the Booth Street Fist Store. So with that being said, um, you know, you have seen the ins and outs of the Gospel Rescue Mission Booth Street Thrift Store. Um, thanks for coming in. Come by and see us. We are open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Actually, we close on four on Saturdays. Um, come on down, check us out. All right, we are back. And we are here with Glenn Sprigg and Connie Quigley. Glenn Sprigg managing the Second Chance Thrift Store, Connie Quigley managing Booth Street Thrift Store. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about managing and, and everything, you guys just go back and forth on all kinds of different things. Glenn, how long have you been with the Gospel Rescue Mission? Uh, just over 11 years. Over 11 years, yep. man. Mm -hmm. And then, Connie, how long have you been? Nine years. Nine years. Hard to and believe. You've, like, worked every job here pretty much i mean just about <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing well you know so thrift stores for gospel rescue missions almost almost all gospel rescue missions have some kind of thrift store and and one of the reasons they do this is because it gives them clothes for their residents and clothes for you know people in need in the community one of the reasons also is because well if you generate an income off of these things it can go to help support your bottom line and then we're not constantly just begging for money all the time you know we're, we we got something that we're being productive with our time and we're also helping residents you know who were just come off the street maybe be productive with their time right and and learning what that kind of what that rhythm of just a work schedule is mm -hmm. um i mean on a busy day how many, Glenn, on a busy day, how many residents do you say you would work with from the mission, you know, on, when, we're, when we've got a lot of residents going in there? Currently, we've got about five or six residents and a couple volunteers and a couple paid, paid staff. Okay. Um, the turnover's pretty quick as far as the people that are assigned to work at the thrift store from the mission operate at a pretty high level, so they rotate through pretty quickly. They become employed. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. And how, about, how about you, Connie, on that as far as... Um, my sweet spot would be five. Yeah. Um, I haven't <laughs> had that in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it rotates a lot, and that's a big part of it. Like I said, it's, it's a problem, but it's a good problem yeah. to have. Yeah. I've had a lot of guys in the last, 
I want to say at least six months to a year, getting jobs almost weekly. Wow. And so a big turnover, but I've had some guys come back that were their previous because situations didn't work out as well. So I'm thankful for them, but I know that, you know, uh, one of them at least has a job. He's just waiting for the schedule. And he hasn't gotten it yet, so I'm thankful I'm st- he's still there. Um, the girls, it's been very hit and miss. I've been by myself a lot. But I really say if I had five or six, it it works really well at that point. Right. So if, so if, if we don't have... Um, <laughs> So if we don't have uh, enough residents here because they're finding work, basically, is what you're telling me, is, is largely yes. why you guys lose, you know, you have such a high turnover there. Right. What other ways can you get help? Well, we get quite a few offers for volunteers, mm-hmm. uh, people who want to help the community, want to help what, what our program does. Yeah. yeah. So we rely on that quite a bit. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Yeah, and that's something that I agree with. Um, I have... Uh, three volunteers, but they're not there all the time. They're here a couple hours here, a couple hours there, yeah. but they're consistent, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've had a lot of people come in and they say, "Hey, how can I volunteer?" And I just go to the website, you know, click on the volunteer, fill out the forms, and then half the time we don't hear from them. But at least it's a start that they're interested. They want to know how can we get involved with the mission because they like what we're doing here. That's so, great. Yeah, it's, That's... it's been. That way. Really cool. You know mm-hmm. the um, the the neat thing is to see so many of them who have worked in your stores and worked under you, you know, and kind of got reoriented with you know what does it mean for me to stay busy mm-hmm. and to work and do to do well, even though the tasks sometimes seem a little tedious, you know, maybe or 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 whatever. Um, that's kind of what work is sometimes, right? I mean, sometimes work is tedious and, and getting used to doing stuff that you can't, re- doesn't seem real meaningful sometimes. That's part of the soft skills that you learn. On, on the other hand, though, a lot of the residents that come to work and they start becoming involved in what we do at the store enjoy it. They yeah. enjoy the interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see them riding together back and forth like to work and to lunch. Yeah. And, and they're sharing friendships while they're working there. I really believe that they enjoy benefiting the mission by, by working. I think so, too. You know, and another thing that I think that what it does is exactly that. That's, it's, it's underrated, but it's, it's so important. And I hear, I hear the residents from my side when I talk to them about just how much they appreciate you two. You know, I mean, how, how committed they can become towards you two personally, and and, and 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 that's that thing of like relationality, understanding that, you know, that I affect and impact others, and they impact me, and they find it safe and good, and not something to run away from and isolate from, which is what they were doing when they were being homeless, you know, in, in, in so many ways. So they make bonds of friendship, as they're working together, mm-hmm. they make bonds of friendship with you two as well because of your influence on them. Yeah, it's quite amazing how many former mm-hmm. residents come in and they expect to see Connie. Yeah. They expect to see me. They they know we're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they enjoy being that familiarity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And sometimes, uh, particularly with the ladies, um, I've been able to maintain a few of the friendships, may not be as much as I'd like, but when they're gone from the mission, 
that we call each other now and again or, hey, let's get up for coffee or, um, you know, if they're not working at the store, I try to pop in at the lady's side and see how you're doing. And they like that. Yeah. You know, they want the form of community. So it's been, it's been good that way. And I think also we're blessed because of that relationship that they know they can come down if they've only got five bucks or something, they can get a nice jacket. Or if they're in serious need, mm-hmm. if they're a former resident and they're, they, they're in need of, of a jacket or a pair of shoes, they can come in and ask. They don't have to go somewhere and steal it. They can say, hey, you know what, I, I'm in a rough spot. I need, I, I need to change clothes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's another thing, you know. So I've, I've heard people that would say, well, you know, I, I really just want to give – my stuff to people who are going to give it away. And, and I, I go, well, you might want to think that through a little bit. When they come, when, when, a, when uh, clothing comes to, or, or household items or whatever it is that comes to one of our thrift stores, um, we may very well give it away. I mean, we, we may very well give it away, and it, not just to residents. I mean, there's all kinds of organizations that that kind of send people to our thrift stores where they know if, if they're in need, we'll take care of them and we'll take care of them at no charge to them. But, um, and, and then of course our residents can get, you know, anything they need, you know, at no charge to them. But there's just a value of, of golly, you know, I found this shirt that I am wearing right now, I found at the Booth Street thrift store and I was able to get like four shirts for like less than 14 bucks. Mm-hmm. And this is a pretty nice shirt. I mean, I, I feel pretty good about th- this shirt. And, and, and so, you know, you, you really go, man, this can take a budget and, and stretch it out. It helps mm-hmm. a lot of people. How does, so um, if somebody is looking in their house and they're going, you know, I've got stuff, I could do a, I could do a yard sale and you know maybe make make a little bit of money, but it's going to be it's going to take up my whole weekend. It's going to take a lot of work and everything. Or maybe I can just take it down to one of you guys, mm-hmm. and you guys can take it, and I'll get from Uncle Sam. I'll get my exactly what I want for it as far as my pricing, because I get a tax write off for it. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little about what's that process like. Well, you come in and you make your donations. You can you can get references on on the value um, into it as a pretty um, large list of what values are. Sure. Um, and you make a general inventory of what you're donating, and yep. you you appraise it, and yep. we allow you to we give you a a, a, a gift in kind receipt that you attach with your list. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't give a dollar amount, but but they can put whatever dollar amount they want, you know, when when we're done, right? Exactly. And, yeah, and and so you know, here's the the kind of the cool thing is like, so giving my clothing mm-hmm. or my household items to you guys, it that benefits me and the mission and homeless people in town yes. and helps them get out of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Buying from you guys, I can go into your store and spend fifteen bucks on five or six shirts, mm-hmm. and my money also benefits you guys, the homeless homeless people, and helping people get out of homelessness and the mission locally. Yeah. Locally, right? Mm-hmm. Grants yeah. pass. Yeah. Right, it stays right here. Right, it's not the global charity. That's it's, right. It's the local charity. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what's been, been a real blessing, being able to explain to some of those who are donating yeah. that they, when they realize that, hey, we have vouchers that we could give not only to our residents, but also to the community, yeah. and they could come. And it gives the, even those who are in the community who don't live at the mission, it gives them a little sense of pride of, okay, she's asking me to do something. Yeah. I go do it. And in turn, I'm getting some clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I could do that one step, maybe I can do another step and actually get off the you know, streets or something yeah. because I'm willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a progress and, and it helps the community because they feel good about, okay. I'm helping them because I'm giving them my clothes. And like you said, everything is, whether it's the money or the clothes, is going to people in need. Right. She's absolutely right. We're not, yeah. just, we're not just offering handouts. We're requiring people to go to your church or go to the public assistance programs, right. do the legwork, and then we'll provide you what you need. It's just not a handout because that's too that's easy for people to do. Yeah. Fly a sign and ask for money right. or panhandle. Or, or ask for food. Now, just do a little bit of work, and you'll be rewarded for, for your So what, what happens, the benefit that happens when they have to go to, these, to a church or somewhere you know, that, that, that offers one of the vouchers for our clothing stores right. is it's helping them find and discover what is the network for assistance in the community, right? Yeah. You know, and, and where does that come from? And, and a lot of times where it comes from is from the local church, you know, directly, but not necessarily the church. You can right. get it from, you know, uh, Welcome Home Oregon or, or whatever, you know, different yes. different Children, things along the way. Children's Advocacy Center. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it's helping somebody in need discover uh, what those networks are and because they may need more than just what we offer at a, at a thrift store as well, right? Yeah, and I think it's got a, a much bigger uh, value to somebody personally when they know they've legitimately done what's asked mm-hmm. and, and received what they, what they need. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, this is, um, I mean, you can shop. There's a lot of great places to shop in any community. There's a lot of great places to shop in, in Grants Pass. There's a lot of great places to shop in any town where, where there is a gospel rescue mission. But when you shop at one of the gospel rescue missions thrift stores, what you are doing is, is supporting, you're supporting people leaving homelessness mm-hmm. while you're finding something good for yourself, you know, finding a bargain for yourself at the same time. And, um, and in all those other places, and I'm not saying don't shop at those other places. I'm just saying, because I shop at those other places too, but I'm saying that in all those other places, those other places, they have a different agenda with their bottom line. Nothing wrong with any of their agenda with their bottom line. But here, the agenda with our bottom line is 100% getting people to leave homelessness mm-hmm. for good. You know, to help them out of that process. And so many of our people find jobs in like retail, right? I mean, they, they find jobs in, in stuff that you're training them for. Yeah, and we prepare them. I mean, when you're, depression is a big part of living on the street. Sure. And once you get involved with the mission, you start to build your confidence. Yeah. And your confidence, and, and when you're out with the public, you become more accustomed to it. And you stop relying on yourself, and you start bringing in, you start being like a part of the team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you're not alone. You're not isolated. Mm-hmm. You are part of something bigger than yourself. 
even your coming out of homelessness is helping others come out Absolutely. of homelessness. Yes. What an amazing thing. I mean, to, to see that kind of that flourishing and that productivity mm-hmm. and what it does is it breeds flourishing and productivity in others as well. And I can still reflect on quite a while ago now that when I checked in the mission yeah. and the first day or the second day I was offered a voucher yeah. to go get clean clothes yeah. and reading glasses to, to be able to study the Bible. And that was a big confidence booster. Sure. Huge. Yeah. Feeling the respect and, and the offers of help. Man, you know, and just knowing that knowing that I've got clean clothes, knowing that I, I have a place to shower up and clean up, knowing that I have, um, you know, that, that I'm walking in, you know, I mean, it's just amazing how much putting on a nice shirt or putting on a nice, you know, a, a nice article of clothing, being able to see what's in front of you because you got readers or whatever you, you need, being able to maybe even having a book to read. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, suddenly you start feeling human again. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. I love, I love that part of what you guys do, just making people feel human again and re- being reminded. Mm-hmm. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk with a volunteer at your store that is now part of our team. Mm-hmm. Let's check that out. Look at that. Oh, let me show you. Let me say hi to Barbara. I've got a couple volunteers in here. Let me say hi to Barbara, who is no longer a volunteer, but who started as a volunteer, um, who came on volunteering with us. um, And then we were just like, holy cow, man. You know what? I don't ever want to be without you. Would you come on and just, would you just take a paycheck from us? But um, what decide, what made you decide to volunteer at a place like, oh, there we go, at a place like the Gospel Rescue Mission? Just because I've always had a heart for the homeless and because I learned from you about the Gospel Rescue Mission through church. And so I just thought I'd contact you and see what I could do. That was so good. It was that easy. It was that easy. All you had to do was learn about the mission from somebody else who knew something about the mission, learn about what we do, Go online and f- sign up on our little volunteer thing. That's gospel or Grants Pass Mission, uh, .org forward slash volunteer. And you just go there, fill out the application. We go, um, yes, and then bring you in. And, uh, and, and here you are in the side that's now the receiving side where we're actually sorting out clothes and, and all that kind of stuff, which is always a great place that we can use volunteers. and. Yeah, yeah. And it's about to get even crazier. We're going to really be pushing this year to see an increase in our clothing stuff coming in and and a lot more product coming in. So um, that's super excited. I would like to see this warehouse have so much stuff in it that is standing room only. And I'd love to see where we've got, uh, you know, a half dozen volunteers or so in here just plugging along, working alongside of our residents, praying for them sharing God's love with them and, and helping uh, get them out of homelessness because this place is flourishing. Right. Thanks so much. You know, you can't really, you can't really overstate the, the value of a good volunteer mm-hmm. 
in in our work, you know, somebody who knows and loves Christ, who is going to come in and, you know, it seems like some kind of a mundane job where you're just, you know, pricing and clothes, you know, uh, sorting pants or something, you know, or, or, or whatever. But there's nothing mundane about it. I mean, you're working alongside these people and you're getting to hear their stories. You're getting to hear them, their, their worldview and hear them talk about, you know, life. And you're getting to interact with them mm-hmm. in that spiritual thing. And you were just in the break, we're mentioning kind of that, that spiritual component. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, absolutely. I uh, find it really wonderful when the men and women connect and it's like an aha moment for them that they're like, oh, I didn't understand that. Now I do spiritually. It's like because they're reading the scriptures and we're talking and it makes sense. Yeah. And then also, too, just you were speaking about the volunteers. I have one in particular, his name's Dennis, uh-huh. and he comes in only for a couple hours on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday morning, he's there faithfully. He has like the last year and a half, just a couple hours. He loves the Lord, but we're able to connect sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's typically does his own thing, you know, he does the pricing of some clothes. I always make sure he has a couple racks to price. But sometimes they'll say, hey, I need prayer for this, or, you know, this is going on, or we discuss the scriptures, or, or what's going out in the community, and it's a wonderful thing. We don't get to see them too often, um, but what a blessing to be able to have that with the different uh, residents or, or the community, you know, with the volunteers. So Very it's been cool. Good. Yeah. The... Um Glenn, you're mentioning the, you know, just the the confidence booster that comes f- with a resident when they when they can sit there and share with you a book they're reading or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, you work with a lot of, uh, you know, you've worked, I mean, seen a lot of residents over the years. Um, you know, the just talk a little bit about just kind of maybe the transformation that happens with people as they're working there. It's still, it's still kind of funny, kind of humorous to me. Um, I'll get somebody started and we'll start, you know, we'll start building a relationship. I'll have them training, doing this and this and this. And they're all, they're always shocked to find out my past, that I was a drug addict, that I've been to jail many times, that I was homeless. And they always respond, you? Yeah, that's the difference from where I am now. Don't yeah. be embarrassed that you have a, a, a history. Right. And it's also a blessing, too. Currently, I've got Barbara and another volunteer, Jen, uh, a staff member, Jenny, mm-hmm. that if, a, if a, a resident has a question about something in the Bible, I'm, I'm a great witness to the ability to change your life. Barbara and Jenny are very well-versed. Yeah as are you and, and Connie and Jack and our other staff members who can explain to them what something may mean, what, they may, what it may mean that they've read. Sure. And um, I've studied quite a bit with Keith and you and Ken, and I can apply the things that I read. Yeah. yeah. And share, don't be embarrassed if you have a question. These are the people you need to talk to. Right, right. That's, that's great, man. That, that is so cool. I mean, it's, it's a thrift store. And we, you know, but, and, and everybody's gone to some kind of a secondhand store somewhere, you know, I mean, you know, we love to shop at secondhand stores and, and, and whatnot, but it's so much more than just a thrift it's store. It's way more than a thrift store. Yeah. Way more. And that's where people 
haven't been able to see behind the scenes. Yeah. What yeah. we do, it's way more of a thrift store. So if somebody wants to come down and shop at the Second Chance Thrift Store in Grants Pass, where would they go? They would go to the corner of 6th and J Street. Okay. Real easy to find with the numbers in the lettered streets. Yeah. 429, if you need to Google it. There 429, 6th Street. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your hours? What hours are you open? We're open 9 to 5 weekdays until 4 on Saturday. Okay. We're always receiving donations. Okay. All right. Just contact the cashier if you're not sure where to go or what you've got. Just contact the cashier. Yep. And we'll give you the directions on where you need to go. Okay. If you're Googling it, then you should call, call the store. And then somebody, whoever answers, they'll tell you exactly what to do. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Connie, how about the Booth Street? Uh, it's at 114 Booth Street, right on the corner of Booth and Foundry, uh, just about a block away from the Mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're open the same hours, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays, 9 to 4. Um, our donation times are usually till 3.30, yeah. um, just to give us some time to clean up and get yeah. things packed up. Yeah. But uh, it's been... Uh, a real blessing, you know. It's also been uh, sometimes a little uh, stressful, but uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. And you know, like we was talking about spiritually, whether it's with the customers or the volunteers or the residents, or you know, sometimes behind the scenes is amazing. Yeah. Because you don't always you think it's going to be just going to a regular store and shopping, which it mostly is. Yeah. But sometimes that spiritual element comes in, or helping someone in an unusual way comes in, and you're like, okay, Lord, what can I do next? Right. And how do I help this person? And He will guide you and show you. And it's a, it's been a blessing. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, so you can you can you know take an entire weekend, do a yard sale, or take all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring it down to uh, Second Chance Thrift Store or the Booth Street Thrift Store, um, and and you know donate it. You got you know a, a couple times a year when you're making room in your closets, you know right after Christmas, and usually uh, changes over in the seasons and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where you're kind of going, okay, I need now I need to get out rid of, rid of all my winter stuff and make room for summer stuff or whatever. First of all, you can come down and buy all those things from either store, but you can donate. Your, your stuff, that you know, the seasonal stuff as well. Um, that's always good. You know, if you're watching this and you're, and you're thinking, what can I do? Well, A, you can volunteer. You're welcome to volunteer. You can check out uh, uh, grantspassmission.org forward slash volunteer. Go on to our website and uh, just fill out the volunteer application. You need to complete it all the way. Um, so it's, it's really important that, you know, you get, you get all of that. Um, and so that we'll know that you really want to do it and you didn't just find out, oh no, they're Christians. And so you backed out of the the application or whatever. Um, but then, uh, also, you know, pray for Glenn and Connie is they're, they're working. I mean, this is a frontline kind of a work where you're working side by side with people who are trying to find their way out of homelessness. But they get a lot of just homeless people coming in off the streets as well from other agencies and whatnot. As, and, and as they're coming in, uh, these guys need wisdom. They need, they need encouragement. They need to, uh, feel like, you know, they've got 
God that the Lord is with them, and and so just pray for them as they're doing their job, and uh, and that the Lord would just be in it and bless it and all of those good things. Um, you know, we wanted to kind of close the the talk about thrift stores with um, I think probably our coolest commercial that we've ever maybe maybe one of the coolest commercials ever done in all of human history <laughs> in the history of commercials this may be one of the coolest commercials ever this is the uh this happened during the back to the 50s week uh in grants pass and um boy eric made such a great job of taking advantage of that time mm-hmm. and uh putting it together our our one of our best actors uh <laughs> connie connie quigley she she's uh she's available for other acting jobs and stuff like that if you need a if you need a stand in somebody to give a good smile and a thumbs up um she's fantastic thank you guys for your time this morning i know you guys thank have you. a busy day and lots of work uh we really appreciate you here's our back to the 50s booth street thrift store commercial it's a beautiful day in grants pass oregon and what better thing to do for fun than to go down to the gospel rescue missions booth street thrift store at Booth Street, you'll find all kinds of nifty things for sale that the whole family will enjoy. Whether you're looking to donate your gently used household items, or if you're just browsing for that special find, the friendly folks at Booth Street will make sure you have a swell time while you're here. Even the little ones will love it. You'll leave knowing that your purchase will help the needy in our community. So don't be a wet rag. Beat feet, burn rubber, and come down to the Booth Street thrift store for some new threads. Booth Street Thrift Store, located on the corner of Booth and Foundry, right here in Grants Pass. And that's the word from the bird. And that's the word from the bird, man. Don't be a wet rag. What a great, great commercial. That was so much fun to put together. And uh, what a just a clever time to, to have fun. I sure appreciate those guys from our thrift store. Um, Everything that we do here at the mission has intentionality behind it. Everything that we do has has some kind of uh, purpose into the what and why, and uh, we're really excited about the work that we do at our thrift stores. And if you're in Grants Pass, you'll want to be checking that out and keep an eye on what's going on at both those thrift stores, because they're just going to get better and more exciting. Next, we've got our ministry spotlight, and so this is... The work from the Salvation Army. Check it out. My name is Lieutenant Joe McBride. I am the commanding officer here at the Salvation Army in Grants Pass. My primary goal as an officer and for my ministry is to help folks get saved, to bring them to the the foot of the cross so that they can meet Jesus, the the author and perfecter of their faith, and um, and to help share his love to those in the most need with the resources and all that we provide uh, within this community to make sure that um, those resources that are given to us are able to be used to further his kingdom to the folks that we serve here in Grants Pass. Whenever the folks come, whenever people who come in through our doors daily, 
it's uh, using the utilizing the resources that we have to make sure that we are meeting the physical and practical needs of those who come through our doors because a lot of them come from different walks of life but the the mission is always the same is to make sure that we are meeting the human and practical needs in Jesus's name without discrimination and nothing but his love that is conveyed to those who come to us for assistance because it, it does sadden our hearts to see uh, homelessness it sadden, uh, saddens our hearts to see um, just things that are going on within our community because we don't want to uh, overlook these but we want to come alongside them and say hey, how can we help and that's what we want to do if you get a chance to go over to and you talk about another place that has a nice thrift store and, and everything uh you know lieutenant joe and heather over there at the salvation army they just do great work and uh we certainly uh support the other ministries going on right here in our town and wherever you are you need to know that the christian community in your community in your town is doing the same kinds of things there are there are god-fearing people all around the nation that are doing great work and your community benefits from their presence. So you need to think about that when you think about, uh, man, should this be a, a secular thing or you know a non-Christian government thing? I say, you know, there's, there's areas for just government to do government things. But uh, really, um, when it comes to helping people in need in your community, they're not going to do as good of a job as a Christian community will do for you. Next, hey, we are going to do the mission Rule of the week. And, um, you know, we have music. All right. <laughs> There's music, I forgot. So um, we get continuous. Uh, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't want to say criticism, but it's, uh, yeah, but the mission has all those rules. Yeah, but they have all these really hard rules. So uh, we just thought, well, you know what? Let's just expose them. Let's lay them bare and let you decide how harsh and, and cruel they are. Mission rule of the week, mission rule number one. There we go. Is it coming up? It's coming up. All right. We're amateurs at this. Well, they're professionals. I'm an amateur at this. Here we go. Your stay at the mission is limited to 30 days. You may request to be admitted on a month-by-month special resident program, but only with the permission of the program director or your coordinator who must monitor and report your progress. So rule number one, bottom line is this, that every if you're going to stay at the Gospel Rescue Mission, you need to understand that your ability to stay is dependent on your willingness to follow the program, and, and included in that is your willingness to prove that you want to leave homelessness behind. So we measure it and monitor it every 30 days. Now, this one causes a lot of confusion, and we discussed this in last week's Mission Live about what is this 30-day thing? Why is it 30 days? And you just told me, Brian, it's limited to 30 days. But if you were paying attention last week, what you realized is that uh, it's limited to 30 days, but can be re-upped every 30 days. And you are applying every 30 days by showing that you're actually making progress towards becoming independent every 30 days. Now, this isn't just uh, somebody telling me, yeah, no, I'm doing really good. Um, it is, show me that you're doing really good. I need you to have 
peers signing off on this, telling me that you're doing really good. I need worksite managers like like Glenn and Connie, who were here earlier, um, talking about they need to say, yeah, you know what? He comes into work or she comes into work and really does a good job, you know, and, and they're working towards that point of independence. So it's rechecked and refreshed every 30 days. So we say it's limited to 30 days, but it's not really limited to 30 days. The best residents that we have, the ones that are doing the best, almost always stay much longer than 30 days. Um, In fact, you're probably looking at closer to somewhere around seven months on up to even a couple of years. Um, and, And really that is measurable Every 30 days, they are doing something that makes a change in their life towards independence. Really what we want to see is homelessness left behind and not stayed in and comfortable, okay? Next is Brian's Books. I love having sound effects. I feel so cool. Today's book that we are reviewing, and this is really the one that we're going to be uh, camping on all month, is called More God, Less Crime by... Byron Johnson. Um, now, let me tell you something here. If you have not, if, if you're a reader, first of all, let me just start by stopping and saying, if you're not a reader, you should be. And uh, if you can read and you don't, well, you're functionally the same as somebody who's illiterate. Somebody who can't read, doesn't read. Somebody who can read, but doesn't, doesn't read, right? Let's not be those kinds of people. Um, So more God, less crime. Let me tell you a little bit about Byron Johnson. He is a distinguished professor of social sciences and the director of the Institute for Studies of Religion, as well as director of the program on pro-social behavior, both at Baylor University. Um, Byron Johnson is just flat out a genius, and he talks about several things um, in this book. He looks at uh, how Christians getting involved in um, juvenile delinquency um, in places like Philadelphia and, uh, and the Boston area and, and, and stuff like that, um, how they actually, because Christians get involved in the lives of the kids in, the, in school, that it actually mar- markedly reduces, markedly, uh, reduces the juvenile delinquency, which is one of those things that will eventually lead to crime in the big cities. And and if you think it's only in the big cities, think again, man. It leads to crime everywhere. Next, he talks about um, how uh, when Christians get involved and go into the prison systems, what a profound impact that has on both the mental health and the reduction of recidivism rates uh, within the criminal population in the prisons. He he follows uh, Chuck Colson's um, prison fellowship in prisons uh, across the country and, um, and shows and demonstrates a substantial reduction in recidivism. And then at last, he follows uh, groups of Christians who do kind of follow-up ministries for people getting out of prison and mentoring programs and talks about how powerfully they impact that and, and maintain that reduction of recidivism rates. If you want to learn how to stop criminal behavior in our country and how to reduce it, how to, how to uh, have a powerful and profound impact 
on reducing crime in your neighborhood, in your community. You need to talk about this with your church, More God, Less Crime by Byron Johnson. This is a fantastic read. I'll have a link to it uh, on the show, after the show, in the show notes, and uh, you definitely want to check that out. Hey, here's some final thoughts. So, final thoughts. I want to take you to a passage of Scripture. Um, It is Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34, and it reads like this. I passed by the field of the sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense, and behold, it was overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. And then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Now think about this. This is really, the, it, is, it is a sluggardly life, a, a, a life of a lack of productivity that will end up causing a, poverty, it'll cause what is what ought to be productive and flourishing, a vineyard, to stop producing, okay? It'll cause thorns and thistles to come up where it ought to be fruitful and in abundance. And it also causes a wearing down and a breaking down of appropriate boundaries, boundaries that are there for their safety and protection, boundaries that are there to kind of uh, to, to shore up what is appropriate social behavior, um, what's the difference between personal, private, and public areas. All of those things happen with boundaries, okay? And, and the Christian worldview is one that takes this into consideration and, and thinks about this in all aspects of life. Now, what we see in a homeless man's life or a homeless woman's life is, is a a severe breaking down of these things. And poverty ends up coming upon them like a robber. It comes upon them like an an armed man. It, It forces its way onto them and takes them by surprise when it really ought not be a surprise because there was they were they were people lacking sense. Now, what do we got to do? We've got to bring sense back into the conversation. We've got to come in and we've got to work, help them work on those things that create productivity the, the way we were designed. We were designed for productivity. We were designed for work. We were designed for flourishing. And we were designed to create uh, the, to cause the creation to work in our favor and in our blessing so that we don't just get blessed ourselves, but so that we have something to contribute to the world around us. And that's what we're trying to bring back to people at a gospel rescue mission when they come and stay with us. You know, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to on your Monday morning to listen to us or whatever time you're watching this. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this whole thing. You could do me a real favor if you would be so kind as to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on this and follow us on YouTube. Um, follow us on Facebook. Follow us. And, and not only that, but share this information. Share this stuff. If this struck a chord with you, would you share this? Those things 
help this, uh, help the mission, help this information to get out. And really, um, we're going to help change the culture and the way the culture thinks about how are we dealing with this ever-increasing problem of homelessness? It doesn't need to be ever-increasing. It can change, and we're doing it here one life at a time, every day, day in and day out, at the Grants Pass Gospel Rescue Mission. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.